start with just, you know, very broad question, you know, as you think back over the last three years, if you want to talk about, you know, how it was when first going into, you know, what we consider to be like when the pandemic really hit the U.S. and just what that was like for you, how, you know, in terms of actual experiences or just, you know, the feelings and, and just trying to work through the mental load of being, you know, in an actual pandemic and just what that was like starting off and, and then we can go from there. Sure. Um, well, um, myself and no one else here um, had any experience whatsoever uh, with a global pandemic, and none of us had been around in 1918 when the last one kind of came around the world and killed a lot of people. Um, so, you know, it was um, an unknown, and it was um, because of the nature of it, it being a health crisis, it was a little scary for everyone. Um, and, um, and it was a little different from what we had experienced before um, and specifically around you know, the, the challenges that we experienced as an organization and a company and, and as people during the great financial crisis. Um, but you know, there were lessons learned um, going through that, which was in you know, 2009, 10, 11, and, and was relatively recent um, in our memory and, and sort of in our playbook that um, it became apparent to me and to the team that I work with that um, this probably wasn't something that was going to go away in a week. And, and at that point in time, we thought, hey, it's three months. We'll just you know, take some decisive action here. We'll navigate through the next 90 days and then everything will be back to normal. Um, so you know, we quickly, um, using lessons learned, uh, moved into an exercise around assessment. Um, so what does this really mean um, to the world and, and, and specifically to our industry and, and the US um, and specifically, and then what does it mean to our company? Um, then to mitigation, um, what steps can we take and, and are appropriate to take at this time to mitigate the impact of this pandemic on our people and our business with the goal being to survive um, as a business and, and then eventually to thrive again. Um, and then the third component of that exercise was um, to pivot as quickly as possible into recovery, um, to identify where there were opportunities from a business perspective, from a people perspective, um, from a enterprise perspective. Um, so we moved through that relatively quickly and you know unfortunately um what that resulted in was a what we thought was a temporary layoff of roughly two-thirds of our workforce um, we never envisioned that we would have 20-year employees um who and team members um who we would not see again for years um and so it, it was a tough situation. And, um, you know, I, and, and I think those first days, and even as you look through and we look through the first year, I think there was a lot of um, adrenaline associated with that. There was a lot of learning and, and changes, um, whether it was, 
you know, from the federal government or the state government or the local municipalities and how each and every one of them was reacting and what it meant to us. And, and so whether it was, you know, three times a week doing teams calls to determine what was happening and what we were going to do and putting action plans in place. I think that the, we moved through that and that adrenaline uh, kind of kept us going for, you know, the first nine months to a year. And then, you know, as we, settled into what was then sort of a reality was that um, that it, it wasn't going away. I think um, it really started to take a toll on the organization and, and um, particularly uh, with the associates that uh, were temporarily laid off with us. Um, and and um, so, so year two was, that after the first, the first nine months, it became a lot different. The adrenaline was kind of gone and, and, and everyone was a little tired. And then the reality of um, this not being quite as dramatic a V-shaped recovery as we thought it was going to be, and, and maybe looking a little bit more like a U with, with you know, 24 months at the bottom instead of 90 days at the bottom. Um, when that started to settle in, I think, um, you know, it, it was difficult and it was difficult as a leader of an organization that had two thirds of our, what were very loyal uh, team members um, who we had spent tremendous amount of time in years um, training and, and, and in a lot of levels becoming friends with um, that they weren't coming back anytime soon. And, and so I think it, you know, from there it kind of moved into um, a time for reflection. So I want to go back to something you had mentioned. Uh, everyone went into like having an idea of, you know, like, oh, you know, we may have these like two week kind of lockdown things just to try to flatten the curve, if you remember that phrase and like, okay, you know, we just trying to keep hospitals from being overwhelmed with, with cases. So it's like, okay, we'll do, you know, every now and then we'll have like two weeks off kind of thing. And then that first two weeks stretched into three and then four. And then, I mean, for, for, for you, you know, personally, and then as you look to, you know, your executive team working with them, what was that realization like of, oh, this is not going to go away as quickly as we thought it was going to. Yeah. I, you know, I think that the, the difference between, you know, sort of what we had experienced um, in the past, and, and the great financial crisis was was a difficult time for us, right? And it was it was a it was a difficult time for our industry and and, and for our businesses, and 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 um, there were a, a lot of issues there. But the, you know, they were more financial in nature, and and this one um, had a health issue to it, right? And and it people were dying. Right and and people we knew were getting sick and and those kind of uh, that's a little bit different than than you know working it out with a lender or restructuring your debt or whatever it is that we went through before. Um, so the concerns were at a much deeper level on a personal level also too. Like what did it mean um, to me and to my family and uh, to, to that the, that I was coming into an office every day. Um, that um, 
was I potentially exposing others at home and, and here? And so um, all those um, considerations and concerns on a personal level and um, and on a professional level were, were very different than anything we'd experienced before. And quite frankly, they were uh, pretty um, difficult to deal with um, and particularly around um, the balancing of the um, needs of a company and, and your personal needs, right? And, and, and when your personal need is to stay healthy, not to die like others were, um, you know, it causes a, a, a deeper level of reflection about what's really important um, and what isn't and, um, and, and how important family is and, and, and health is and, and how, you know, it doesn't matter if a business survives if you don't. So um, all those things were sort of at the core of that. So unique. So as you talk about this, you know, the, the self-reflection, as you talk about taking another look at your, your priorities, uh, how do you feel that has changed you over the last three years? Do you feel you are you know, the, the same person as you were back at the beginning of, of 2020? Do you, do you, can you see like, oh, I can see over time how my thoughts on this or my approach to different scenarios has uh, has changed. Yeah, I think that the um, closest that that I have um, and and that we have as an organization with our team members um, and the um, personal. Um, tragedies in some case that they uh, experienced through this and and you know as you were saying like when we thought it was only going to be um, three weeks we were having town hall meetings with everybody every week oh hey here's what's happening and and we'll see you next week probably and you know and then so those weekly town hall meetings um, ended up being like monthly then quarterly um, but uh, you know then the other thing that was kind of interesting with that one also so with those team members and, and, and you know, uh, I, I would like to say that uh, we are, we're a extremely associate and team member focused organization prior to the pandemic. But I, I you know, I don't know that our empathy, my per personally, um, and then as an organization that our empathy was um, at a level that it is um, today and coming out of the pandemic. And, and the deeper consideration of, of um, our associates and, and um, with their needs and, and, and how to really balance those with the needs of an organization and, or a hotel or a guest and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and again, I think, you know, it, it's no secret in this industry that the uh, associates and, and their interaction with the guests are, are, are or a, a key success factor, if not the key success factor. Um, but I don't know that we were, that I was as empathetic um, um, as I uh, am now. So the other thing that was super interesting too, is that um, again, we, we believed we had a great organization and we had lots of long-term employees. Um, it's a little, um, um, a, a, a little bit of a, of a, of a slap in the face of, of, of reality when um, 
you <laughs> go to call to tell them all like oh hey so we love you it's time to come back and they're like we don't want to come back with you there maybe there we thought about things as well and um you know our consideration and, and factors are are different and and uh, you no longer factor that factor into them um and that was a bit of a surprise too and and, and um that you know maybe because of the way that we had to react as an industry and and you know when your revenue goes um down by 85 90 90% it causes you to make very difficult decisions as the leader of that organization um ultimately with the survival of the organization um and then the, and then uh, the growth again but to um find out that people who had been with us for a long time um no longer wanted to be with us was was a, um, a little bit of a um, of a, a surprise learning is also. Yeah, I mean that, that's something I've heard you speak about before. Just the whole broken trust thing with yeah. with with associates across the industry, and I'm, I'm, if you don't mind, I'd like to go further, like. You, you just spoke about having greater empathy for employees overall and, and especially for the associates, but, you know, between the, the self-reflection plus the, you know, former associates not necessarily wanting to, to come back, how has that led you forward in leading, you know, a management company now? How... How has that influenced your leadership style now as you have these things you know that, that you're carrying with you? Yeah, you know, I, I think there are so first of all, we're probably um, more open-minded than we have ever been. Um, we are less locked into processes and procedures and policies. Um, in the way that we were before and, and, and are much more open to um, finding new ways to do things that um, um, accomplish our goal um, from a business perspective, but also accomplish a goal from um, a associate perspective as well. Um, and that flexibility is key, that not only empathy, but demonstrating empathy um, is extremely important. Um, that we, um, you, you know, it's interesting. We, we via Isha, who's on this call, uh, we uh, are, are very focused on wellness now and the, and the wellness of our associates. It's a, gen, it's a genuine care and a genuine um, focus on it. And, and we now have communication with our associates regularly pushing out communication around um, mental health and, and financial well-being and physical well-being so um, it's it's things around um, different types of help that we offer now um, financial financial counseling you know because it's a it's a big component particularly um, after what a, a lot of our associates experienced with some financial insecurity um, over that time period that, that we didn't have sufficient hours or any hours, um, that um, mental health and, 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 and is, is critical. And, 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 you know, I don't know that it was ever at the forefront of any workplace. And, and I know that it wasn't, you know, generally in, in hours. It, it was more, you know, like, hey, come in and be happy and, and 
uh, meet our guests and, 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 and get great guest satisfaction scores and, and go home. Uh, but so we're more empathetic, we're more sympathetic, we're, we're actually more proactive in engaging with our associates on mental health, on physical health, and on uh, financial health, knowing that um, those three things are critical to um, them and, and their life, and then also to their um, wanting to be with us. Taking a you know a, a broader view, um, when you think about how the industry has had to react and and, and had to adapt over the last three years. Um, what do you think the net effect is uh, of of the pandemic and the recovery on both your business and the industry overall? Yeah, I think they, there are two things there, um, that um, flexibility um, and the need to be flexible um, is more important than ever. Um, and you know, we, we came out of the pandemic from a health perspective, but our industry um, has not recovered from an employment standpoint, right? And, and you just look at the, even though hospitality has been leading the way in um, hires and, and net hires um, for the last three, four, five, six months, um, we're still short a couple of million people. There are, um, th there's fewer than one employee available for every two jobs that we have. And so um, I don't think that uh, it, it's, it's the right thing to do. And, and it's also a business need to be flexible. And, you know, at the end of the day, do, does it matter when a room is clean as long as it's cleaned just before the guest gets there? So it could be at nine o'clock at night. It could be, at, you know, seven o'clock in the morning and, and it's okay. We could have flexible hours around that. And, and um, the other thing I think that um, sort of came out of this, that that is um, forever a change with us is that um, the rate at which our industry adopted technology um, in that 12 to 24 month period of time and say from March 2020 through the end of 2021 uh, was probably at a rate that uh, we had adopted it at 10 years prior to that, right? And so when you look at the way that, um, and, and some of it, and a lot of it was guest driven, right? Like, hey, I wanna be in your hotel, I need to be in your hotel, but I really don't want to come to your front desk to check in. Like, can you get me a decent mobile app? I want to check in with that. I want to use a mobile key. Um, I want to text you um, or have some kind of digital means of communication with you um, when I'm in the hotel and, and, and um, QR codes are okay. And, and um, so I think our uh, rate of adoption of technology and, and you look at robotics and artificial intelligence and the other things that, that are coming into play um, and have over the last couple of years and the adoption rate of those, not only by us, but, but by our guests and, and to a large degree, degree driven by our guests, I think are sort of the two really big permanent changes that are coming out of COVID. Uh, looking at where the industry is now and where it's headed, how do you think the industry has improved as a result of the uh, the pandemic? What's what's better about it now because of what it's gone through? 
I um, <laughs> don't think there's anything that was worth that. <laughs> so, um, you know, to, to be candid, we are um, so you know from a like an owner perspective, when you lose a year and a half of revenue essentially, and you have foreborn um, principal and interest and and FF and E reserves and all that kind of stuff. And, and, and you then have a need to catch up on that plus meet your current obligations. Um, you know, it, it's a lot. And, and, and so um, it, it's still a tough road. And, and even though the, you know, at the end of last year, Q4, and, and then going into this year, um, the numbers exceeded 19 and 19 being the previous best year that we have ever had as an industry, at least in the US. Um, it's still, there's still a, lot, a little ways to go. Um, and, and when you look at the um, disconnect between the fundamentals of, of the performance of the hotels that sort of, you know, the peak and, the, and, and exceeding the best ever, um, and then the disconnect with capital markets and, and um, the debt markets and um, you know, maturities and, and rate cap expirations and all those things that are still coming. I think we're a little ways away from um, being able to um, really look back and reflect because we're, we're kind of still in the fight on that side. Um, but I would say, um, you know, the, the brands probably were more owner focus than they ever had, realizing that um, as a franchisor, if you don't have franchisees, you know, it's, your business model isn't as great, right? And so I think that, um, you know, our experience through 2020, 2021 with the brands has been um, that there is more of a partnership there than there has ever been, um, that their understanding of the needs of an owner and, and the relationship between that those owners and, and, and their success is, is um, while it was always known, is probably a little um, uh, more deeply felt and understood at this point. And so I think that that's probably a partnership and, a, and, a, and an approach that is not going to, that, that's different than it was going in. And, and, and I think to the positive and will remain that way for a, for a while. So I don't, you know, the amenity creep that we had in 2017, 18, 19, because things were better. So like give more. And, and um, I think that their approach has been more um, in, in, in a partnership um, of approach and that um, it's more um, considered around um, profit versus just top line, you know, and, and the fees that come off the top line. Uh, that generally covers everything I was looking to go over here, but is there anything else that you would like to share uh, just in terms of, you know, changes within your own company, within your leadership style, uh, you know, related to the, you know, three years on now that you'd like to share that we didn't cover? Please go ahead. So, you know, I, I think it's, it's interesting. Um, and, you know, we have, um, four core values as a company. Uh, and the first one is respect. And it's around respect for um, one another. And it's respect for our 
uh, guests and for our business partners, whether it be the brands or our vendors, and 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 that extends into the communities, respect for the communities in which we do business, um, and always wanting to give back and be a part of those communities of the planet. Um, then the second one is teamwork, um, and we firmly believe that um, the best ideas are those that um, come from a diverse set of perspectives um, from each and every one of our associates and and that when we all work together the outcome is better um, than if it was just one of us um, entrepreneurial spirit we pre pre-pandemic always wanted to try new things and thought of ourselves as a relatively innovative company um, and then driven um, people who um, understand goals and, and achievement of goals and are driven and bring some passion into the workplace and I know that those are the, the those values specifically and that the, the team members within our company um, that embody those are what got us through the pandemic and and you know we were fortunate in, in that um, we made a decision relatively early on when we were uh, that we were not going to um, eliminate positions in our above property structure um, Again, we thought it was going to be 30 days, so we didn't, we didn't want to have everybody gone and then come back and it ended up being a year or two. But I think, you know, we were fortunate to have our team together, so we recovered very quickly. Um, and I think those values served us well, particularly in that pandemic and continue to serve us well now as we recover, and particularly around teamwork, entrepreneurial um, spirit and respect. So, um, yeah, I think, um, you know, I, Gotta care about our employees, gotta be open-minded, gotta be flexible, have to really, it, like, it, it's gotta be intrinsic, your empathy. It, it, it just can't be um, extrinsic. Those kind of things don't work um, anymore. And, and um, good benefits, listen to our associates and, and what they're telling us and um, hire, train, and retain great employees. Um, I think that's sort of our goal coming out of this.